Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Wild and Crazy Eyes! The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hope. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome into a Friday edition, a live edition of Hogue and John's. The schedule is out. Lives can be planned. Wives can be happy or not happy, depending on how the schedule's not too bad this year, though. Depending on what international game they want. Uh, My wife was very uh, unhappy that the Bears did not go to Germany. Cursing Peter King out a couple days early. Yes. However... (laughs) The more um, we learn, I've never been to Frankfurt. I've actually never been to Germany. I was close to Frankfurt last year when we went to Strasbourg, France, which is right on the German-French border. But um, I don't know. Frankfurt didn't really do it for me. I was all in on Munich, so I'm not too torn up about it. You know, you got to save your international trips for the right places. Okay. My wife's not happy. Or she is happy. I think she was interested in going. But then realize we do we, we now have four kids and the logistics of such a mm-hmm. adventure a little bit more difficult <laughs> these days. Yes. Oh yeah. So now I'm just going to Kansas City for a weekend. Kansas City's not bad. We only get to go every eight years. Gotta make Unless the most there's a of it. preseason game. Um anyway, welcome in Adam Hogue, Adam Johns. Follow us on Twitter. Uh we are live today. If you'd like to leave comments or questions uh our producer kent will pop them up on the screen sort of as the show goes along we're happy to answer any of your questions i believe we're gonna have a poll up too it's probably already up uh on how many wins the bears will end up with this season 11 or more uh nine or ten seven or eight or six or fewer i'm guessing it'll be the the what do you got no, I just went through the schedule for the first time myself with the, you know, the W's and the L's. And I'm yeah. like, I'm erasing some because I think I have talked myself into a few many at first yeah. glance here. I, uh, we did this last night on the CSGO show when the schedule came out. I ended up with nine wins. That's what I'm at right now. Yeah. And I had to kind of, and sort of to what you're saying, I was, I sort of had to talk myself into a couple losses. Yeah. So, yeah. And real quick before we sort of dive into that part of it, I just I think it's important to point out though that if Justin Fields takes the leap that is being expected of him this year, 
that's not crazy for them to win nine games with this schedule. But, but not in even fact, you, you could argue that they can win more, which is what Robert May said on our show earlier this week. But not even a leap, like a few steps. Yeah, like a like a couple long jumps. <laughs> you know what I'm talking like it doesn't have to be some monumental leap here. Yeah, I mean he was dangerous already, but if you look at the schedule, the Bears are like right in the middle. They have the 18th schedule in terms of strength of schedule, so it's not exactly a, a daunting gauntlet of games this year. And with Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC North, it shifts things a bit too. We'll see how optimistic we get this Friday morning, Adam Hogue. Yes. Uh, well, okay. So I have a couple questions before we dive into sort of the specifics of the question. Uh, one, what is your favorite social media video that you have seen so far? I admittedly have not seen a lot, but I do have my favorite. Okay. The Titans one. Yes. The Titans. Yes. The, 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 the Titans video is so freaking funny of them just asking random people who are in the middle of their bachelor bachelorette parties on Broadway uh, in Nashville, just to simply name the teams on the schedule using the logo. Yeah. And they can't get any of them right. It's so funny. The brilliance of such well, well, bits of it's, it's targeting like the right fan, like the right yeah. person on the street. Like you're look, you're looking purposely for the non-football fans in a yes. sense. You're looking for, a few people who've been out on Broadway since early in the morning listening to country music as well. A little inebriated, full of some country vibes. It's the middle of the day, though. Have you been to Nashville? <laughs> I know. Uh, well, the last time we were there for a preseason game, it was the middle of the day. It probably would have been a Saturday. It must have been a Saturday. But it was the middle of the day in the middle of COVID just a it was rocking it was right the whole street was just like yeah. those those buses that are going by with like on rolling on kegs or whatever <laughs> they're just packed just hilarious um yeah. for for i spent a week there covering the blackhawks and let me tell you you could fall asleep hearing country music and wake up to hearing country music if you do nashville right now it was like too long yeah too long for it's too long for las vegas and it's too long for nashville but yes, you can find the right people to talk to for a video like that on Broadway in the middle of the day. Don't yeah, do it at night. <laughs> I, I also want to give the Bears credit. Their, their video wasn't the funniest, but in terms of creativity and like uh, resources put into it, like just compare that to the one the Titans did. The Titans one is like purposely cheap. It's just like you and I could have done that on TikTok. Yeah. Right, the Bears did like a full episode of The Bear, which is a great TV show. If you haven't checked it out, you absolutely need to. Uh, it's back out in June, I believe, season two. Um, and it it was really it was good, good for them because it was really well done. They stepped up their game, but I do have a few complaints. And I, I saw your Twitter. tweet on this. I wanted to get to this because I I watched it a few times because my yeah. my sons wanted to see it. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, they missed something there. Like the first thing that stood out to me was when Peanut Tillman knocked the rolls, or not the rolls, the, the bread, yeah. the Italian loaf out of Spice Adams' hands. I'm like, he did the uppercut. No, no, he's got to go down on the ball. Peanut punch. That is an opportunity missed. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. 
Like right as away. I was watching it, yes. I, as I was, I had the same exact reaction. I was like, "Why didn't he punch it?" The Bears have done videos before of him like walking around, knocking like Larry Mayer's books out of his hands. Yeah, like a high school reference there, but you get the point. They, it was better. I, I can't even remember what they did last year, but this was a lot better. But I'm nitpicking now. Well, quickly on that, I have a peanut punch story because I was he was on WGN TV with me one morning, and we look we kind of planned it out as a bit. Um, as we were going to break, I had a football in my hand, and then he punched it out. He he, I just he sort of missed the ball though, and got a little bit of me. And if you watch very closely, you can see me grimace. Because let me tell you something about that peanut punch. He punches freaking hard. It's a punch. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, oh, that didn't feel good. It's a punch. Yeah. Um, the second thing that stood out to me. That beef looked awful. Yeah, well, I don't think they were really like, you know. It looked like the actual set of the show, by the way. I don't know I if it was. I think they're actually at a Mr. Beef in Chicago. Okay, I mean, and I don't know the specifics of that. I mean, I know they filmed the outsides of the outside scenes of that show are at that iconic location on Orleans. Um, I don't, I would assume they don't do the inside scenes in there but I don't I guess I don't really know off the top of my head but and then but my favorite part or my favorite uh gripe that you had was something that it's just it's like nails on the chalkboard when Patrick Scales calls the Kennedy 90 yeah that was it otherwise it was a great reference because trust me as somebody that's driving downtown most days right now dealing with that awful Kennedy construction I love I appreciated that that was included in the video but yeah you got to call it the Kennedy it's the details isn't it yeah as a writer who obsesses over little details that make stories stronger that was it for me but they, they did a fantastic job it was better than last year I can't remember the video they did last year can you I actually cannot did, did they do one I remember last year was like the explosion of them. Right. And then ESPN did a big report on them before the schedule release this year. And well, they been gra- it all. Yeah, it's been gradually building. Um, the last few years have been bigger and bigger. The Chargers always nail it. I have not been able to watch the Chargers video yet. Well, they got the Bears good. Did they? The little quarterback joke. Uh, I think it was like a build a bear reference. That's pretty funny. Okay. Good for it's not as good as their Urban Meyer Jaguars at the bar. You know, I got one other problem, uh, it, it, which I guess has, to, and I don't have anything against Annie Agar, but she's taking shots at the Bears all the time on social media. She was at that Luke Combs concert last week. Uh, what was that? The Justin Fields? She was ripping something. Well, Luke came, Luke Luke Combs came out in um an Urlacher jersey. Iberflus and a bunch of players were there. Yeah. It's like Braxton Jones and Cody White here. You looking for it? Okay. She's this. Yeah. She tweeted a photo, had to wait till the offseason to finally see a good performance at Soldier Field. Man. Which, yeah. Somewhat fair. But <laughs> I'm just, come on, man. Then the, then, the she's video. In, then she's in the video. Although they did make her the Lions fan in the video, so. which is good. Yeah, yeah, it's still the, the catch-up reference was good. Yeah. Uh, it, we're we're having fun with this. In conclusion, though, I mean they did a really good job. I especially pr- the creativity to include the bear 
show as like what they were going for. I, Very good. I it was great. In my opinion, it's going to take a few years of jokes of maybe some scandal to top the Urban Meyer one in the Jarters video. Oh yeah, year. that was so good last year. <laughs> they had me in tears. Yeah, literal tears. It was so it was so funny. Yeah. The, so if you didn't see that, there's they were doing like cartoons, like anime. Yeah, anime for each. Did they do anime again this year? They did anime again okay. this year. And then, like, each one, they're ripping the team. There's some subtle joke in there. Some are subtle. Some are not so subtle. That one they did, the, they literally had the cartoon anime of, <laughs> of the scene in the bar where Urban Meyer has a woman, basically, uh, too close to him. They had the Jaguar wearing the salmon pullover. <laughs> so good. Oh, very good. That, that was the other thing that made me laugh in the Titans video. I mean, we'll get to the bear schedule here, but the Titans video, when the, they put the Jaguar on the screen and the guy goes, Chester Cheeto. <laughs> Chester Cheeto. Come on. That's so good. All right. And uh, I did find in that video, too, the, the multiple references of the Cowboys uh, for the Colts. That was. Funny. Yes. That that. I, that that one surprised me. And then they had multiple people confuse the Cowboys and Colts. So, all right. Um, uh, the other thing I like to do with the, the schedule is, let's be honest, we're trying to plan our lives and uh, selfish observations. A lot of these apply to the fans, too. But so you end up with a Christmas Eve game at 325. Eh, not ideal. Could have no. gone for a noon game that day. Yes. Right? Um, but it's not a night. It's not a primetime game. True. And so, uh, and then, uh, Chris, uh, I'm sorry on New Year's Eve too. They play at noon at home, which that's, that's fine. It's better than being in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I, and I like Minneapolis, but we've spent a few new years in that Marriott lobby. Yeah. Not to get too sentimental, but. I kind of have some fond memories of hanging out with JD with though. JD there, yeah, and his family. Uh, and so I kind of look back on those as okay, but yeah, I mean, point taken. Uh, last year, last year in Detroit in a hotel bar, watching the Ohio State Georgia game, and the bartender kept warning us. He's like, "When that clock hits midnight, this bar is shutting down." And they were literally like, I don't know if you remember that game, but that game-winning field goal was hit like like as the clock was hitting midnight. And then it was like, seriously, game over, TV's off, get out of here. I was like, what the hell? Go to your rooms. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, that's how last, and that's that was New Year's. Um, selfishly? You're looking at Kansas City in September. It's going to be really nice. That's nice. You're looking at New Orleans in November. Shouldn't be that humid. Got to go in early, too, for that Saturday. Uh, speaking of JD, last time we were in New Orleans um, and really had a great time. Uh, <laughs> maybe too good of a time. I, I made reference to that last night. The most hungover I've ever seen a press oh, box in my life. That was... Uh, so let me tell you guys a story about New Orleans and their, their press box. It is so cold, yeah. but I think it's purposely cold 
to keep the reporters awake because we're so hungover from the night before, at least the visiting reporters. Great food, great town. So selfishly looking at that LA and October, well, the uh, uh, October as well, the weekend before that. Um, so those trips stand out to me in Cleveland and what's that mid December. It's fine. I don't like green Bay in the dead of winter in January. Let's say that it's going to be well, a bad drive. Well, look as a, uh, uh, from looking at it from a, my, my sideline reporter days, you immediately started looking at the weather and if I was a uh, new sideline reporter, Jason McKee, I don't like this last five weeks of the season. No. <laughs> Starting December 10th at home against Detroit, at Cleveland, at home, at home, at Green Bay. I mean, there's no relief. Did you see the no. Minnesota Vikings don't play a cold weather game? Really? They do not play a cold weather game because obviously they have a dome. And then the road trips in December are all to warm places. Or, which to, could, De uh, or to Detroit, because which, Detroit which, is a dome. Which could work against them, in, in a sense, if it's that much of a difference. But yeah. they're a team just bound for regression. But, yeah, it looks like the schedule makers threw them some favors. I agree. Also, um, we are expecting the Bears to practice against the... Uh, Indianapolis Colts, Colts. In preseason, correct. So that's the one road game of the preseason, and we are expecting those to be joint practices with the Colts. In terms of convenience, in terms of a you know a solid town to go to, Indy's not bad. I really loved that year though. We did those podcasts from Denver, and we got gypped because they were supposed to go back to Denver in uh, 2020, and obviously that got canceled because of COVID. Yeah, and I still feel like they always. Some Broncos Bears joint practices. We've been in Indianapolis before for joint practices. Yes, yeah, so we have. used to have to. There, they had this square piece of cement where we could stand and not exactly observe practices. Denver, you could observe practice. You can move around a bit, sideline to sideline. There's a hill if you wanted it. Denver was great. They made our own little media room for us. Or yeah. Denver did in that uh, conference room. We had desks and lunches, Chick Fil A, I believe was delivered to us in Denver. So top-notch operation there. They treated us like we were gods in Denver. I mean, they were... And remember they had that whole radio row set up? We like we hijacked one of the tents to, to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not literally. We just walked in there and it was empty. But... um, So I, I do get excited about joint practices... The connections with the Colts are definitely interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, for Flus and some of the coaches. Ballard. Ballard, yeah. Poles, yeah. Poles and, and Ballard being close. So that's, uh, it makes a lot of sense as a team that, you know, two teams that got together to, to work that out 100%. That's not surprising at all. Um, and I know the Bears are excited about having some joint practices again because they wanted them last year and it just didn't work out. So. But yeah, if you're a fan traveling to some of these games, and then we'll start to get to some more of the win, wins and losses and how that part of it plays out. But early on in the season, Tampa, you know there's going to be a lot of Bears fans there. There always are. Kansas City, you're not necessarily going to take over Arrowhead. Someone called it Barrowhead last night on CHGO, which I think is better than Burrowhead. 
Yeah, not happening. No. You don't like that one? No. Uh, it's still a great trip. I'd highly recommend it, especially with it being a September game. It's gonna be nice. It could be hot actually still. Um, so, and that's a late afternoon. So two of the first three games are in that late afternoon Fox window. And that's sort somewhat of a shift. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or how much people pay attention to this, but like that, that's been Aaron Rodgers' time slot. If you every year the Packers schedule comes out, you look at their home games, especially, and it's like all three twenty-five games. Yeah. While the Bears usually play at noon. And so I found that a little interesting that the Bears were handed three separate three twenty-five games on the schedule. Now one of them's against the Packers. But the Packers have fewer of those games with with Rodgers now in New York. So definitely some adjustments. And did you see what Mike North, the vice president of uh, broadcasting and scheduling, said about the Bears on Peter Schrager's podcast? No, no. So this was actually recorded and put out before the schedule came out yesterday. But he asked, uh, Peter Schrager asked Mike North, he said, you know, what's the one team that, when the schedule comes out, people might be surprised to see featured as much as they are. And he said the Bears. But are and you surprised he, by that? I wasn't necessarily. The Bears always rate well. Yes. Um, We've covered some bad Bears teams on primetime just because they're such a huge draw. Yeah. But I think Mike was going off of the fact, you know, they only won three games last year. People are going to be like, why are the Bears here? And he kind of, but he kind of went into it and he's like, but look, Justin Fields was already exciting to watch last year. And everyone's talking about how much better he is already. These are all things Mike North said. And then the best part was at the end, he was like, I hope they're good. So, you know, like they're, they're betting on the Bears. It almost doesn't matter, though. This is where I want to like, get on my soapbox and, and just the bears are the bears. Yeah. They're the largest draw in, in football. Even when they stink, they travel. Well, fans tune in. There's bears fans across the world. They don't share the market with anybody. You still don't want them. To, you want them playing, but I think the schedule sets them up to be playing relevant games. So they have a primetime game in every month. Um, well, technically not September, but they have two 325 games in September that are still nationally televised windows. Um, and then you get to that bye week after that Monday nighter in Minnesota. And those last five games, now they're not necessarily against opponents you, you'd, you'd probably want to flex. But if the Lions are what the Lions are supposed to be, that would be a candidate that could be flexed. If the Browns rebound and Deshaun Watson's better, I don't know how much the NFL is going to want to actually well, that, feature, that, game could feature be that, on, that. That game could be on Saturday, right? Yeah, that one's the TBD game that doesn't have a, a date on it. Um, that But that could be like your Saturday night game or something like that. Um. I don't think Cardinals Falcons would get flex and for that Packers game at the end of the year to be a night game, the basically the division or playoff spot would have to be on the line there, which is uh, possible, which is, I guess possible. So one of the teams, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, so 
Do you want to go through it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Sunday, September 10th, Packers, 325 p.m. Fox. I got them with a win. Jordan Love era begins. If it's not a win, oh boy, not good. But the Bears should be the superior team. They, they got the better quarterback. Right. I, we can agree on that. I I mean, I think so. Yeah, I, we've been pretty vocal about that on the show about our the Hogan Johns podcast is definitely in one camp when it comes to Jordan Love. Um, but the, also the reality is we have not seen a whole lot of him. So, but uh, it's kind of like Trey Lance last year in week one. And we were right in our analysis on that one. Even if Trey Lance goes on to, this is what we said. If Trey Lance goes on to have like an amazing breakout year, it's still, he's so inexperienced, hasn't played a lot of football. And you're going to trust Justin Fields to be the better quarterback in that spot. Um, especially now going into year two of this offense for Justin Fields. I, regardless, Johns, I love that this is the first game of the season. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's, it's a statement. It's, I don't mean to like blow it out of proportion for a bunch of players that haven't necessarily been a part of this rivalry for that long, but any Bears fan knows uh, and has felt the pain of the Packers' dominance of this rivalry now for 25 whatever years it's been. You got to win this game. Aaron Rodgers ain't there anymore. You have to win that game. It To me, it feels bigger than just... Now, for the coaching staff, they're going to say, hey, it's just one game, go one and all. Then, this one's bigger to me. You cannot lose this first game to the Packers with Aaron Rodgers not on the field. I agree. Well, there's setting, no need. You're, to... you're setting you're setting everybody up here for a major disappointment, but um, they should win. Better roster, better quarterback. Packers seem to have some things to figure out. Week two, so Sunday, September seventeenth at Tampa Bay, noon. Fox, who's playing quarterback for Tampa? It could be Baker Mayfield. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, Bears. Um, the Bears fans will be there in force and mass. You know they will be. We've yep. been to Tampa a lot over this past decade of covering this team. Well, so many of them live down there, right? Like true. And all the Chicagoans that live in Florida, it's they find a way to get to Tampa for this game. Then, then you have those that travel because it's a nice destination. Um, there's great restaurant. Call Charlie's, call, call, Charlie's oyster catchers. So many different options there. Great trip. Right. Uh, it's interesting to me, Johns, you start the season against the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and the Bucs without Tom Brady. And again, theoretically, the Bears should have the quarterback advantage. Week three, September 24th, Sunday, at Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, 325 on Fox. First loss of the year. Matt Nagy? Revenge game? Something game? I remember Matt Nagy's the OC now. Oh, yeah. Been promoted. Uh, he's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Travis Kelsey. He's got Andy Reid. Should be a fun matchup between two great quarterbacks, though. Great. Okay, one's great already. One who could be great. Let me redo my sentence there. But that will be a great matchup for Justin Fields, just in terms of – I know what they always say. Uh, I'm not on the field playing another quarterback. You know what what this means. 
It's a great I, time to to match the play of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if there's early lines on these games yet. I would guess the Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. Yeah. Um, what an opportunity for the Bears, though. To, to go into Arrowhead, they really have nothing to lose. They're going to be huge underdogs. This is the one game where, like, you really, other than the, yeah, Patrick Mahomes could have been a Bears storyline, which I'm sure they'll pump up on the broadcast again. Um, I don't feel like there's a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. It's he's, not so, Mr. he's not Mr. Whiskey. Yeah, and it's so clear that you're not trying to live up to be Patrick Mahomes at this point. Like, Patrick Mahomes has elevated himself to be so far beyond that, that, you know, you know, to me, it's like they lose. Okay. They're supposed to be competitive. Don't get blown out. If they somehow go in there though, and fields has an amazing game and they win, or even if they lose and fields like hangs with Mahomes, that just kind of sets up for an early season storyline that really could boost the, you know, the the talk that's already existing. Is Justin Fields going to take that next step? His confidence, the team's confidence, all that. Dan Orlovsky talking this week about Fields being in the MVP conversation. I wouldn't go that far yet. I know, but that's the type of game, what I'm saying, that even early on in the season could start launching that type of conversation. Especially because it's going to be in a featured window in the late afternoon. All right, week four. Sunday, October 1st, Broncos, noon, CBS. I originally had this as a win. I shifted it to a loss. I don't think the Broncos are exactly that much better than the Bears, but I'm just trying to keep expectations and my predictions here a bit realistic. You almost have to plan for a letdown in a sense, right? Yeah. Maybe Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, things click for them. Things take off, but I'm putting that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sticking with the L. Well, with one thing we've learned doing this for as many years as we have is we're having fun right now picking these games. So much is going to change between now and when the games get played, right? But that being said, there's really only two games on the schedule that I really felt like were hard to figure out. Like, really figure out what those opponents are going to be for the Bears. One was the Browns. Because the Browns roster is still good enough that they, if Deshaun Watson gets his shit together, they could be solid. Or they, or that could be headed for disaster. But the other one was this Broncos game. Because I just, as bad as Russell Wilson was last year, you got to think that there's some, like, he can't be that bad again. You could use the same description you just used for Deshaun Watson. If Russell Wilson gets his shit together, yeah. they should be okay. Yeah, He's not that bad. Not as bad as he was last year. And then Sean Payton's there, and you just you got to think that the Broncos are going to be more competitive and especially better to consume offensively because uh, last year it was just impossible. By the way, Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Green Bay Packers in week one. Sounds about right. Yeah. This okay. was another one that I struggled to to pick a little bit. Thursday, oh October 5th. I'm sorry. What? I got more. You got They're more? One and a half point favorites against the Bucks in week two. How far does this go? 
Does that sound about right? One and a half on the road? Ooh, they're nine and a half point underdogs against the Chiefs in week nine three. And a half. You know, when you first mentioned the line, 10 popped in my head. But then you talked me into the touchdown. Yeah. Well, touchdown on the hook and the extra point. Uh, one and a half point underdogs at home to the Broncos. Ooh, I don't like that one. So that kind of speed. Well, you picked the Broncos I to did. win. I didn't like it. All right. I'll update these as we go through now. So we're on the week five of Thursday nighter. October 5th at Washington, 715, Amazon Prime. Who's the starting quarterback for the Commanders? Aren't they rolling it back with Sam Howell? I think so. Let's see who their other options are, though. This is what I said on our previous podcast with Robert Mays. When you're going through these, eventually you go to quarterback versus quarterback. And you pick the better quarterback. I love looking at it that way. We have Sam Howell backup. Which is actually, I like this backup pickup that the uh, commanders did. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, he might play a lot. Jake Fromm, who I used to one-time love as a... Basically, he's become what I... One-time love? What are you talking about? Well, I... Yeah, well... With Jake Fromm, I said, basically, this guy will be in the league for a long time in a quarterback room, never playing. Isn't he's he what, the year quarterback four at Georgia? He's the he's the quarterback at Georgia who was yeah. out of Justin Fields, right? Yeah. Why Justin Fields transferred? And uh, it's got to be what year two or or year three for him? I don't know. Regardless, what's the I, line on that one? That one, the Bears are one and a half point underdog. I'm picking the Bears. A little surprising. I would pick the Bears in that game. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, 
maybe with a Hogan Johns pull or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sunday, October 15th, Vikings, noon, Fox. Home game against the Vikings. I went with the loss. Even though I have the Vikings as the the team that's going to regress in this division. Trying to be realistic. Trying to temper some expectation here. Yeah, I... uh... The way I, I kind of did this with the Vikings games is I because I, too, think the Vikings are going to regress. I don't think that they're going to be a pushover, though. I just think they're going to lose a lot of the games that they somehow pulled out of their ass last year. And there were so many of those games. It's just normal regression. Um, I have them splitting the games against the Vikings. That's like kind of how I look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I, know which one's going to be which. Um, by the way, the Vikings are a one point favorite in that game right now. So you're seeing a lot of these lines. All Every line that we've looked at, besides the Chiefs game, has been within a field goal. And the last three have been w- under two points. It's close games. We're, it's a lot. It's different than last year, where the spreads were a little bit larger. <laughs> right? <laughs> Got another one here with the Raiders game. Noon on October 22nd, one point spread. See, I went. Bears, Bears are favored. Yeah, I, I went with the, the W here. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think the Raiders are just, they're not good. It's not a good roster. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is actually a more than competent quarterback, but I don't think it's a good team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is one of those where if the Bears season is going the way like this is you want them to be turning a corner here in the right direction by this point, like even if they're around 500. To me, this is one you go into, especially because you have road games the next two weeks, tough ones against the Chargers and Saints on the road. You, you want to win this game against the Raiders. Let me read you something from our Raiders writer, Tashawn Reed. One game the Raiders can't afford to lose at Bears Week 7. The Bears own the number one pick before trading it to the Panthers this offseason for good reason. They stink. Even after acquiring t- talented veterans such as DJ Moore, Demarcus Walker, and Nate Davis to go along with the deep crop of rookies, they're still in rough shape. This is the weakest opponent on the Raiders' schedule. 
So a loss wouldn't bode well for the prospects this season. So a little view from the opposition for you. I think that's you're going to hear a lot of that. And and I think this is definitely going to be one of those years where the excitement inside the Chicago area is not replicated by national reporters, analysts around the league, except you're going to have some that come in like Dan Orlovsky. It's going to almost seem like a hot take. Hey, I think the Bears are a sleeper, right? That's why I wanted to bring up what Mike North said. The NFL thinks the Bears are a sleeper. Yeah. And it, it's reflected in the schedule, which brings us to the next game, right, Johns? Sunday, October 29th at the LA Chargers, 7.20 p.m. NBC. How many Bears fans? Oh, my God. Well, like, What's the percentage of Bears fans outnumbering Chargers fans in that one? Well, the exact percentage depends on a couple things, but the Bears will have more fans inside that stadium, without a doubt. Um, one of my favorite things during the NFL season is like every week when the Chargers have a home game and Bill Simmons talks about like exactly what we're talking about, what the percentage of road fans, because the Chargers, they're just not a lot of their fans. And they're in a weird, like rental of the stadium, and it's just, it's just, yeah. it's, it's very awkward. It's very awkward. The Bears will have, now. He, and this is where I go. It depends because if the Bears kind of get through this, what seems like a manageable start to the season, outside of the Chiefs game, like let's say they're, how many games would they have played at this point? Six. Let's say they're four and two. And Fields is off to a great start. You're gonna that, that excitement is gonna be there. The, like same thing in Florida. There's so many Chicagoans out in LA. The place will be packed with Bears. And there's fans. there's gonna be Bears fans that travel there. Of course, there's so many travel options this year, though. A lot of good ones, but LA the hotels aren't exactly like. I mean, you're going to stay by LAX, so you're staying at hotel, airport hotels. The the prices aren't outrageous. No. Some of them have nice pools. But that's one of my, just beyond the traveling aspect of it, because I think New Orleans will be a hot travel trip. I think people will try to go to Arrowhead. But three of the first four road games, John's there's built-in Bears fans in Tampa, in Washington. Washington is a transplant town. There's tons of Chicagoans in D.C. and L.A. So you don't even have to have that many fans travel for the Bears fans to show out in those games. That said, I have them with a loss. <laughs> <laughs> I think I picked this one as a loss, too. The Chargers are sort of hard to figure out, too. I have the Bears right now 4-4. Four and four. That's where I had them, too, at this point. Sunday, November 5th. At New Orleans, noon, CBS. Derek Carr. And a lot of new-look quarterbacks Yeah, in these matchups. One in the week after this, too. I have the Bears with a win in this one. Okay. Is there a line? Uh, 
Zach in the comment section agrees with me. My phone uh, locked up. Let's see as we scroll down. Come on. Oh, by the way, Bears are a five and a half point underdogs to the Chargers. So that's the second biggest line. And then uh, they're two point underdogs to the Saints. Okay. Yeah, I like their chances better against the Saints in this one. Uh, if I'm picking between the Chargers and Saints in terms of you know the odds of winning, I'm going with the the Saints game. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then there's a couple of games. Speaking to your question you brought up earlier, like which are the ones that the Bears cannot afford to lose? This next game I would probably put in that category. Thursday, November 9th, Panther, 7.15 p.m., Amazon Prime. Now, it gets a little wonky because it's a Thursday game. The Bears do have two quick Sunday-to-Thursday situations. I'm very interested to hear what Ryan Poles and Maddie Rufus have to say about that. Um, but still an opponent you should beat, in my opinion. The Bears are only a two-point favorite in this game against Bryce Young. The Carolina Panthers, or is Andy? Are they are are they going to play Andy Dalton? No, Andy instead, of, instead yeah. of their first round quarterback. Where have we gonna, heard that storyline before? Yeah, he's going to be done in week five. Um, but you, whoa, you, I, I think Bryce Young starts the season. Starts the season? I think so. Okay, come on. First overall well, pick. I, well, I, I actually hope so. He's probably the one of the most ready quarterbacks that has ever come out of college like my knock on him is nothing to have to do with his his processing already is nfl ready as long as he understands the offense and what to do which he he, he should be able to do because he's bryce young my only concern with him is staying healthy i i i think he starts week one i would love to see it because I, i'm i'm <laughs> I get the idea that some quarterbacks require time. I get the veteran mentorship, but like, I don't think he needs time. Can we just stop with like that? Like, the odds say the the rookie's going to play at some point. That this yeah. experiment, like, there's not an ideal situation out there. There's been like one that's existed: Alex Smith on a pretty darn good Chiefs team with Patrick Mahomes who required time, which which had Andy Reid. Which had Eric Bieniemy, which had Matt Nagy, yes, you know, young up and coming Matt Nagy, who's soon to become a head coach. Like he just required time, and he had Alex Smith there playing at a Pro Bowl level. Well, and that's the thing, and it's not, and and also most importantly, they were still winning games. None of these teams are winning games because they're always when they're drafting quarterbacks, they usually suck. The Chiefs were in a rare spot where they were able to trade up as high as they did, and they were already good. It was, it, it's just can't compare it to that situation, like. No, uh, Anthony Richardson, he needs time to sit. But even there, I wonder how trigger hat. Ursay is going to want to get him out there. Nick Foles was just cut. Yeah. Is he done now? I don't know. What I like about this is you're going to have all those storylines about, you know, Bears beat the Panthers. They improve their draft selection. Yeah. But then yeah, they hurt their of, own. Yeah. Well, same time. True. True. <laughs> I mean, Sunday, November 19th, at Detroit noon. Oh, we got a late bye week here. We got to make note of that. Very late bye week. Yeah, it's almost as late as last year. It was week 14 last year. Now it's week 13. 
Sunday, November 19th at the Detroit Lions, noon, Fox. I have them with a loss. Okay. I want to say this right now. I like the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I think the Lions very are, are, are rightly considered the favorite in the division right now. I'm not sure there's going to be a team that's more overrated this year than the Detroit Lions. They got the season opening game. Like they did game. against the Chiefs. Uh, let's uh, let's steal, speaking of Bill Simmons, let's steal his, his bet here for a second. Guess the line on this game. Bears in Detroit. Seven. Seven oh, eight. wow. It's not that high. Okay. No, three and it's a half? five. Five. It's okay, five. So I probably five. would have said three and a half. Five seems high, though. We'll see what that's like when they actually get there. Interesting. Chip is bringing up the Philip Rivers set as a rookie, too. That was Drew Brees' like one of his best years, right? With the Chargers? Uh, yes. That was his like, first Pro Bowl year. Think about how far back he had to go to pull that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's kind of the point. I mean, it's a great reference. It's a good point. It's just like, it doesn't, it's not really how it works. Monday, November 27th at Minnesota, 7.15 p.m. ESPN. I got him with a loss, so I guess I did not split the games. My first run through here. Look, if they go 0-2 against the Vikings team, I don't think it's going to be very good. I mean, one, they're not they're not going to win the division that way, if you have any hopes for that. They got to at least split those games. Uh, Vikings are three and a half point favorite in the early line on that one. I love that there's gambling lines on games that are being played November 27th. <laughs> what a what a great football is awesome. You can never get in too early. And then you got the bye week after that very late bye week. If you like had a hunch on a team that was truly a sleeper. Like, let's say Let's say the Bears like randomly won 12 games this year. I'm not saying that's the case. And you're on that like right now, and you bet the Bears as underdogs in all these games today. Be, I'm not telling people to do that. I I wouldn't. <laughs> I think you are encouraging. No, people I'm not. That. I'm just saying. Like I just, I'm just thinking about the logic of there being these early lines. You could make a lot of money that way, or just bet against the Lions. Now Being, that actually may be a sound gambling approach. Like they're just they're lying, they're so jacked up in all these games. They're just overrated. Sunday, December 10th, Lions at Soldier Field, noon, Fox. I got the Bears coming out of their bye week with a W over the Lions. And now the Lions are only a one and a half point favorite in this game. So quite a shift from just going from Detroit to Chicago. Which is interesting. Um, yeah, I think they. Honestly, I know this is down the middle, but I think they split with all three NFC North teams this year. Three and three. Three and three. Yeah. TBD at Cleveland. TBD. <laughs> TBD. When is this? As soon as it's going to be like college football where they announce the games like three, three days before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I put it as a loss. Cleveland strikes me as one of those teams that could be, well, you're to use surprise teams. If Deshaun Watson, like you said, gets his shit together, plays well, got good offensive line there, got some talent on both sides of the ball, could happen. 
Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of pressure there in Cleveland. Because they kind of knew when they made that trade and that ridiculous contract last year that last year it was going to be a wash in 2022 because he wasn't playing the first 11 games. But now with the full offseason, what a bet that they made. And if it doesn't go well, there a lot of people are getting fired. Uh, Browns three and a half point favorites in this one over the Bears. Sunday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, everybody. Cardinals. Dome team. 325. Fox. I got this a W. I mean, it better be. Uh, the Cardinals are going to be bad this year. Uh, Kyler Murray, his status unclear. The question is, is how bad? Yeah. What do they do at quarterback? Well, they go, they, they, they draft Caleb Williams. That's what they do. And at that point, they could be tanking on Christmas Eve. Plus, you got a dome team, warm weather team. In the yeah. Cold. Bears got back to back games like it. You know, Arizona and Atlanta back to back. Two teams from warmer climates that have retractable roofs and domes. Uh, Coming to Soldier Field around the holidays. What do, you think, what do you think the line is on this one? The Bears favored? Yes. One and a half? Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. All right. I like them, though. They're the better team. Bears are the better team. Well, I put this in the same category as that Panthers game. You, you got those are two home games. You better win. So at this point, do you think we're talking is like one of the storylines how Justin Fields is ascending in his career, and Kyler Murray is now a question mark in his career? I think it's a very realistic storyline. Like where do the guard, where do the Cardinals go from here? And how good the Bears look with Justin Fields? Look, there's a scenario with three games left in the season. The Cardinals are awful. Who knows how Kyler Murray's been with the, you know coming back from the injury? They might make it very. I, I'm almost thinking Derek Carr situation from last year, where the Raiders basically made it known at the end of the year, we're going to sit this guy. We're going in a new direction. And it was very awkward. I wouldn't completely rule that out. If they're that bad in position for the number one pick, yep, we're going to sit Kyler Murray. We're going to trade him in the offseason. We're moving cutting our, cutting our losses and, and moving on to the next guy. Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Falcons, like you said, another indoor warm weather team. Noon, CBS. I got the Bears with a W again. Um, the Falcons are going to be interesting. Their their roster is not horrible, <laughs> but uh, it's not great either. I don't know. I think I scrolled too far and missed this line. Are you going Matt Corral over Justin Fields though? No. Bears are two point favorites. That's the that's the question with the Falcons. Let's let okay. I got to see the Falcons step right here. I mean, if you're a team like the Falcons, if Matt Corral isn't what is he a third round pick? Are you thinking of Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter, yes. I was like, where's Matt? Matt, Matt Corral Matt. is in Carolina. Yeah. So Desmond Ritter, 
Desmond Ritter. From you Cincinnati. had me confused. I was like, did Matt Corral already move? Desmond uh, Ritter. Ritter, and then they signed T- Taylor Heineke. Which isn't a horrible backup to have. Key word there. Backup. They also have B. John Robinson. Great player. Still, though. He's running back. Yeah, but in a December game at Soldier Field, that might be the right way to go about things. Running the football. Uh, they still don't have much of a pass rush, though. That could work in the Bears' favor in this type of game. Yeah, I mean, I take back. Okay, here's why they're interesting. They have Drake London. Um, they obviously still have Kyle Pitts. They have Bijan Robinson, so they have some fun weapons. But yeah, Desmond Ritter, third round pick. Well, he was good in college at Cincinnati. Still, third round pick. Yes, I misspoke. It's not Matt Corral. Who also was a third round pick, I believe. Uh, okay. And Bears. <laughs> Bears are a two point favorite. Then the TBD. final game. Ready? TBD. At Green Bay, TBD, 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 TBD. I got the Bears winning. So I have the Bears closing out the season with three consecutive wins. So that would put them squarely in the hunt, in the hunt. You know, those graphics that everybody loves, they would be in the hunt. And I think that's a major step towards progress for everyone on the team, not only Justin Fields. Well, that's what you want, right? You want um, there's obvious comparisons to the Lions last year, finishing eight and two. Um, I would probably look. I think the Lions are good comparison, but the Jaguars, um, you know, with a young quarterback kind of taken off, it's sort of what you. That's probably what you want, and um, the Jags got in the playoffs last year. They won a game. Yeah. They won a crazy game against the Chargers when the Chargers blew that lead. So that would look if we're sitting here talking about that type of ending to the season, playoff berth or not, but especially if they get into playoffs, I don't know how. I mean, that's got to be viewed as this just that's just a successful 2023 season. Oh uh, man, of I course, haven't been, I haven't attended seven. I, I'm oh, no. change a few things. Oh no, my math was wrong. No, no. Uh, I think the point of this exercise, though, like every year when you do it, is, yeah, you could talk yourself into a lot of wins. I wasn't very optimistic on the Bears last year, but there's so many changes in so many of these teams. So many. Tam- just, go, just go through in terms of change, in terms of quarterbacks, Packers, Tampa Bay, Washington, Raiders, New Orleans. You know? It's a fun and, schedule. Yes. It's a fun schedule, and it's a manageable schedule. That's a good word for this. So our poll results, I saw we had 53% on uh, Bears will win 9 or 10 games at the most. I can't see the rest of them right now, but I'm guessing 6 or fewer is probably last. I think, our, yeah. what did we say the over-under on wins is 7.5? I would take the over. I think 8. Eight wins is pretty realistic for the Bears this year. I think so, too. I don't think that's being overly optimistic. That's eight and nine with that schedule. 
Uh, seven or eight wins came in at 33%. And then third would have been uh, 11 or more, which is 9%. And then nobody thinks the Bears are going to suck. I mean, some games they may look like they suck. Still questions about the roster. Still very young, but some games they look good. They they look good some games last year. They were competitive yeah. with the Eagles. Yeah, they. Yes, and 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 you hear T.J. Edwards talk about like how hard it actually was to play against Justin Fields even in that game, and that was when the Bears were bad, like legitimately bad. So that, look, it, as bad as it looked at times last year, that team. I'm telling you, from talking to people around the league. The way they're coached, the way they play, they earn respect around the league. Trust me. That's a real thing. And so with a better roster this year, and it's certainly not anywhere close to a Super Bowl caliber roster. Like there's still a lot more work. There's a lot more development. No question. But but how many rosters are truly Super Bowl worthy? I oh, think not, that's well, the point here. Look, in the in the NFC, I'd say one and a half. The Eagles. And the 49ers are the other half. And the only reason why I only give the 49ers a half is because they have a great roster overall, but their quarterback situation is like, who's playing quarterback? And that's kind of a big half that's missing. Yeah. That you got to figure out. Um, other than it, that, it, it's wide open. It, it's That's why everybody's hot on the Lions. But you know, and I know, having covered a good Bears defense against a Jared Goff quarterback team, if you get to them, if you move him off his spot, mess up his timing, that's a very beatable quarterback. Very beatable. Yeah, I just think the question there is, can Jared Goff, and look, we gave Jared Goff a lot of praise last year, and he deserved that praise. I said he should have been in the Pro Bowl over Kirk Cousins. Um, can he do that again? Can he duplicate that season again? Maybe. Maybe there was a scene in hard knocks last year where they're in a coach's meeting and they were legitimately praising Jared Goff. And I remember, and Dan Campbell even went up to Jared Goff on the practice field. I was like, dude, you're locked in right now. Like you're, and I remember like rolling my eyes at it. I'm like, really? But it translated to the season. It did. So there was some truth to that. Good for them. I just, I don't think the Lions are going to be bad. I just don't know that they're going to be that much better than they were last year. I had the Bears going 3-3 three and three like you in the division. That means they're competitive. That means they're in the hunt, I would say. You quietly had them beat two, win two games against the Packers. I did. I did. just want to point that out. Well, I want, I want to be consistent here. You know where we stand in Jordan Love. Yeah, that's true. We don't love love. And the Packers had that Hall of Fame quarterback last year and didn't make the playoffs. Now they don't have that Hall of Fame quarterback. I want to make that abundantly clear out there. All right. It's fun. I always like the schedule coming out. And by the way, a quick little rant. I get a kick out of the people that complain about the schedule coming out and how much attention it gets. The NFL has managed to turn something that could literally be a press release 
a press release into wall-to-wall coverage with all these teams putting out creative, sometimes hysterical videos that I, for one, look forward to and really, really enjoy. So you could say it's all manufactured if you want. I tend to look at it like, good for these people. This is a legitimate creativity. It's entertainment, which is what we're all here for. It's a May, and it's still a frenzy for all these NFL fans. And again, something that could be a press release when we've already known the opponents for four months. Yeah. I do think, like Albert Breer shared this story, it, it depends on what's going in, going on in like your local town, your city. Like a few years ago, he shared the story about being here when the Bulls and the Blackhawks were in the, the playoffs, and he yeah. had to stir up some attention at a local bar, and they nearly refused to put it on the TV because the Bulls and Blackhawks were in the playoffs, and that's the, the very good Blackhawks team. So yeah, um, I get fair. it. The best part about it is actually these videos. They've created competition amongst these teams to be more creative than each other. The Broncos yep. had a very good one, you know, using you know an office parody. Peyton Manning gotta, was in it. I got to catch up. It. Yeah, I got to. I got to see the Broncos one. I heard the Jaguars one's pretty good too. All right, quickly, uh, we did ask for questions. This is from Dan. What is a bigger story before the season? Draft picks developing, or who they claim off waivers before the season starts? Draft picks developing. Dra- always draft picks. I, I try, like, I, I, I get that there's excitement over, like, waiver wire claims. It's a new player, but that's another team's garbage. They're not going to win with another team's garbage trash that they're getting rid of. I no, get that they may up- upgrade your roster, but you need your homegrown players to develop. That That's just plug. Yeah, that's just plug the, f- the final leaks in your roster with waiver claims. And usually... It doesn't go well. Sometimes you, you hit a home run here and there. Like Ogletree was solid. Jason Peters was was more than solid. But both of those guys were still only around for one season. This is from Jasper. Fields has been injured two seasons in a row and was a no-show at the end of both seasons. The real question is, will Fields make it through the year? It's a great question. It's a fair question. It's... Maybe the biggest question of the season. As much as his development, if his development is one, one A, his health has to be one B, because they kind of go together. Yes, and, and how they're being used, and if he takes the strides in the passing game, then he should be exposed to fewer hits in in dangerous situations. Because then when you run him, you can do it more in the way that they started to last year when they first got that thing going, which was on design runs that really kept him out of harm's way. Then they had to lean on it too much because there really wasn't a passing game. And then that's where he started to take a beating uh, and took that unfortunate, awkward hit out of bounds at the end of the Falcons game and just never. That was kind of the end of the Justin Fields excitement for the season. 100% 100% linked together. If he's getting the ball out quicker, if he's processing quicker, the hits won't get to him. He'll, he'll, he'll better protect himself with his own development. But also, can the NFL do a better job of protecting him? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm getting yeah. at? Yeah, absolutely. Like there was a you, you mentioned that Falcons hit the one right after that where he's hitting the head. Yep. They, I thought they slightly got better with it at some point early in the season, and then they just went away with. Like I get, it's a difficult job. It moves fast. You have a quarterback who's on the run. It's a big, strong runner too. But some of those hits were high. There was some head contact there. You know what? I want to get to the and point. Late. Yeah. I want to get to the point, John, where we're not watching a Monday night game between the Chiefs and the Chargers or whatever, and Mahomes gets a call, and every Bears fan watching, and this kind of turned into a Twitter bit for me last year too, is just tweeting, Justin Fields wouldn't have gotten that call, right? Or you're watching the Jets in the first Monday night game of the season, and Aaron Rodgers gets a pinky put on his shoulder, flag, Right, like that, but I'm being, I'm having fun with it. But at the same time, for real, like it, if we can get to that point where where we're not watching other games across the league, and we're seeing flags get thrown, we're like, oh, there's no way Fields would have gotten that call. Just consistency. We're get, looking get, for consistency. Yes, yes. That'd be a that'd be a welcome development this year. All right. In terms of questions, I think that's it. Cool. Fun show. Um, Johnsy's got him going ten and seven. I, mean, I got him going nine and eight. It's not like it's fun. We'll see. Best case ten wins. Worst case seven wins. All right. We're out of here. We're gonna go enjoy the weekend. Um, we'll be back Tuesday. Is Fishbane joining us Tuesday? I believe he is. And uh, we're, I think, going to one episode next week. The offseason is here. A little bit. Then OTA is the week after that, though. So we'll have you covered with everything that comes out of House Hall. We promise. Um, But it is time to take a little bit of a break. And um, by break, we mean we'll still have an episode for you next week. (laughs) We'll be here. We're here for you. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can find the merch on obviousshirts.com. As always, read Johnsy in The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Johns. You can find me at allchgo.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Bears, 17-0. Talk to you Tuesday. See ya. F*** the Packers. F*** Green Bay. F*** Aaron Rodgers. Go Bears.